with Aaron, Polly, and Wayne. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And this is Wayne. Welcome, guys. Hello. We have Wayne and, back this week. And and we are living in a post-threads society. <laughs> I still don't understand it. I know <laughs> that it's a thing. I know it exists. I know people are creating them, but I don't understand. I got to tell you. Twitter, but it's owned by Instagram. That's well, all it and is. it's it's. It's it feels like Instagram without the pictures. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how, what it feels like to me, because it's just right on the backbone of Instagram. But, you know, we launched our uh, IOM Geek threads account this week and immediately was uh, was met by another podcast friend and had a had a had a really lovely exchange with uh, Michael over at Usagi Podjimbo, uh, a uh podcast about Usagi Yojimbo uh, had, a, had a really nice interaction with him and you know went over and subscribed to his podcast listen to it it's a great sort of one-man show diving into a uh, particular issue or or Usagi Yojimbo book uh, each week I, I dug it quite a bit and recommend it if Usagi Yojimbo is your thing or if you've ever been curious about Usagi Yojimbo check it out I um I need to get caught up on that Usagi. We're just going to say Usagi Yojimbo. It's a drinking game. All the time. Usagi Yojimbo. Take a drink. <laughs> um, and uh, we, I, I, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, by Stan Sakai. And I've been meaning to read it. I think I picked up the first issue and just haven't had a chance to. I don't know what it, and, yeah, gonna, uh, I, The last issue comes out later this month. So I'm going to get caught up in time for the last issue. I am interested in that one. However, I'm going to wait for the collection. Because I think that's one I want to have. I, you know, I haven't read an Usagi Yojimbo in a while, but I was I was big into it back in the day, and uh, loved that character quite a bit. And there's a lot of it in Comicsology and Comicsology Unlimited. So uh, I, I need to dive back in. Yeah, one of the good things about it is that it's IDW, and I'm looking at it, and the first three issues um, are a dollar seventy nine. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. I'll I'll give it a read, and uh, we'll, we'll, when when it comes out in trade, you can read it, Aaron. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll do that. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I uh, fired up Max last night to uh, watch me some My Adventures with Superman mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. reminded myself, you know, when I was uh, you know, scrolling through that the doom that came to Gotham is yes. uh, is on Max. And I had completely forgotten about that. So is and, um, like almost all the recent ones are on there. Yeah, well, you know, I, completely, too. I hadn't been particularly excited to watch the doom that came to Gotham uh, just because I love the book so much. And frequently I'm disappointed in the animated features you know, that are based on the books. And I watched uh, probably the first half of the doom that came to Gotham this morning. It's wonderful. I really enjoying it. I haven't finished it no, yet. Really? But I, OK, I'll yeah, watch it. It. Uh, it surprised me how much I like it. You know, it still still has some of the animation issues that I have with all of those DC features, but uh, the storytelling is fantastic and creepy as all get out. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I also loaded up Max to watch my adventures with Superman last night, and it reminded me that I had never got around to canceling Max. <laughs> I haven't I haven't turned it on in well since it became Max because I'm like. Where's the icon for HBO Max? Right. Uh, Nothing yeah. says HBO. 
I would like to make a complaint about the app itself, not the content, but the app itself. I felt like the HBO Max app worked just fine. Um, I find the Max app to be rather glitchy and like, you know, things that took one press of the remote to activate take two presses of the remote to activate. Um, I, I find it really frustrating. And what I what I really don't understand is why they had to reload the entire app as opposed to just repurposing the old HBO Max app. I wonder yeah, um, so what, what kind of there. TV do you have? I have well, I, I watch my my streaming stuff through Google Chrome. Okay, Chromecast. Because I've got a you know a Roku based TV. Mm-hmm. The app did not change for me. They just it changed the it icon. Just, it, it up, yeah, changed the icon, but it like replaced the original. They did it for what it's worth. The transition from one app to another was very seamless, at least on my Roku, because I clicked here. the HBO Max icon and it just basically refreshed it as the max app yeah. mine uh, made me on my Roku, complete. there's no difference in the app itself it is the exact same menus the same interface hmm. mine made me completely reinstall i had to go and, and download it from the app store and completely load in a new one hmm. re-log in the whole bit as, as you looked at max you know max is max is a weird weird um combination right because max basically combines the prior hbo max content with the majority of what's also available on discovery plus but the format of it is for me again very similar to hbo max so it it focuses on the hbo content and so you know people who like discovery plus i find that it's harder to find that content readily available um on the stuff but i mean max has some i mean they've got a lot of good content i will give them that uh, they've got like the new Evil Dead movie on there mm-hmm. now. Um, they've got the menu, which is a really good movie. Just looking at some of the newer releases, lots of original content, and and now this, you know, My Adventures with Superman, which, you know, for what it's worth, very weird the release um, for My Adventures with Superman. It is dropping to I think Cartoon Network originally, right. but at midnight. Well, it's an Adult Swim thing. I, that's just I, I don't get that i don't get why you would release a superman yeah. cartoon at midnight well this one makes that, no sense because it is one that is very clearly has no issues being for kids right it is very i, I found when i was watching it going why is this under the adult swim banner you know yeah. because it did feel very aimed at you know uh teenagers and younger well, I guess we should talk about it since we're I talking guess about we it. should. I guess we should. I guess that's what we're here for today is to talk about my adventures with Superman. Well, Aaron, given the tone of your voice, <laughs> what did you think about my adventures with Superman? You know, on the whole, I liked it. I did not think I was going to enjoy Jack Quaid voicing Superman, but because this is such a younger version of Superman, you know, a Superman in his first year, um, I, I I was I was okay with it Jack. grew on me. I, yeah, it I did. Agree. It did. I, I, I when I first saw the previews with uh, you know Boimler's voice, I was like, ooh, I don't know about this, but it worked. And you know, I would say Jack Quaid also reigned in his performance, not nearly as over the top as he is in uh, as Boimler. Yeah. But um, I found that I you know once I just said, okay, this is not my Superman. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a different story we're telling. And once I kind of, you know, 
yielded to that, I found my enjoyment increased. Um, it is not clearly not aimed at, you know, legacy Superman fans. This is aimed at a, uh, a newer, younger generation of, uh, you know, potential Superman fans. Uh, I think that's, you know, why you've kind of got the, that anime bent to it. Um, I do not care for the art style one little bit, but overall, you know, I would say I would give this a, a, a B minus in terms of Superman storytelling. Yeah. So for me, I did enjoy the art style quite a bit. Uh, as far as character takes, I absolutely love the dynamic between Lois and Clark. I think it is incredibly cute and a different take than I've really seen before. There, there are little things that they did that basically for me were kind of love letters to the older fans mixed in with a show that is not intended for them. Uh, when he gets his suit, for example, my first instinct was not another, you know, Kryptonian armor suit thing being given to him because I like the suit being created by Ma Kent. And I do then, too. I did not love that the suit well, was power injury. I like this though because they gave us both. You get the initial yeah, suit coming from Krypton from uh, you know Kryptonian technology, but then Ma Kent takes one look at it and says that it needs work and does additional things to add to it, like adding the trunks, which made me incredibly that felt happy. like a uh, commentary on you know maybe New Fifty Two design between the yeah. belt and the trunks. It, yeah, it felt I, like she, they were making a commentary there. I really enjoyed that commentary as well as that kind of callback and the blending of both was nice for me. The ship was weird. I kind of enjoy the fact that we're getting that part of the story though, where he doesn't really know his own history yet and that the ship didn't immediately translate Kryptonian for him. One of the, you know, you mentioned the ship. And so they, this very much. So just to kind of rewind a second, um, this is not necessarily a Superman origin story, but it's it, it 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 you know we don't spend a ton of time on Krypton, but we do see basically Clark Kent in his first days in Metropolis, and it's it, they've kind of melded a bunch of of prior continuity into one, and you know he doesn't his Mont and Pa Kent have tried to show him who he is using that Kryptonian uh, spaceship, but he doesn't really spend time with it until he is, you know, an intern at the Daily Planet and really wants to know who he is, where his powers come from. Yeah, and, and the you, spaceship the first I had, is weird. Yeah, the first thing I had about that spaceship was like, that's a big-ass spaceship for them to only send one baby. But they did address it. <laughs> they did, yeah. yeah, it was small when he got there, and they were like, is this thing growing? Which I'm sure will come into play at some point. Yeah, that was the funny thing. My wife said the same thing, Paul. She's like, that is way too big to only be able to hold one baby. Yeah, but it's making like a fortress of solitude right under the Kent farm. Yeah, which is I don't know what's going on with that. I'm sure that is going to be a plot point, but it's continually growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I, I actually really enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. I didn't expect to like it because I had seen the artwork and I'd heard the voice acting and I kind of thought it was going to be for far younger audiences. And it is aimed at a younger audience than, you know, us, obviously. But the core of the story and the core of the character were enough that I really enjoyed it. I think the Lois and uh, Clark dynamic is cute. I hate their Jimmy Olsen. 
I'm I not a say, fan I feel of like their Jimmy was the the, the, low, the, uh, the the weak spot in the in the trio, and I think it's just because he really wasn't fleshed out. He was more just reacting to everyone else. Right. Yeah, he is a caricature of a like a typical alien. Uh, was it uh, like that show on uh, on TV, the Ancient Aliens? Mm-hmm. He's like that kind of conspiracy theory guy, but there's nothing else to him is the problem. And uh, Perry is not a mentor type character yet. I'm hoping they give us some of that. He's more of just a angry yelling boss that takes credit for their stuff. Yeah, but I liked that. Honestly, I liked the the representation of Perry, especially at the end where he, yeah, no, he says something and then they start telling him about it. He's like, don't tell I, me about it. Just get out. <laughs> I love the bit where just all of a sudden they're out of the office with the door slamming behind them. Yeah, that they did that, I think, twice. And I was just like, God, that's hysterical. I love that. Two things that, that worked for me on the show or you know, two things that you guys have already talked about. Um, I just to dive in a little bit more into the Lois and Clark relationship. I like that Lois is into him first. Right. That she she is, you know, really responds to Clark. Whereas, you know, in a lot of previous iterations, we see that it takes some, you know, time for Lois to really respond to Clark. She responds immediately to Superman, but it takes her a while to warm up to Clark. And I liked the immediacy of that here. I think it speaks to the level of character of uh, of Lois in this show. And the other thing I really like is, you know, clearly the theme for this show is who am I, which is, you know, Clark you know, struggling with his identity. And I think that's metaphorical for a lot of people. I think that, you know, gender identity, sexual identity, racial identity, I think that identity question is something that I think a lot of people will really engage with. And I think that's really smart on the part of the writers here. Um, I, I, I think this, this, I, 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 what I hope, even though, you know, I'm enjoying the show, but I don't love the show. What I hope is that this brings in a whole new realm of Superman fans, uh, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's it's really leaning into things that I think are relevant to, you know, current generations uh, with the character that sometimes are missed in the larger storytelling with Superman. Yeah, I feel like it's a very relatable version yeah, of the character. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a time in Superman, I guess, meta lore as well, mm-hmm. where people are asking the question of who is Superman mm-hmm. after the you know, the Snyderverse going into the new legacy series, there is a lot of questions about what is the core of the character. I think it is a good time to tell a story where the character is asking that question of who yeah. am I as well? Yep. No, I think you it's know, smart. Years ago. Sorry, go I don't mean to cut you off here. No, you go, you go, Paul. Uh, years ago on, on this very podcast, Uh-oh. we did like a special episode where maybe it was like, what if we were writing Superman? Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, if we were writing Superman, what would we do with the Superman books? Right. So not just the, the single book, but what would action comics be? What would the Superman book be? That kind of thing. And I think one of the ideas we had posited was an action. Well, this was my idea. Just putting that there, um, <laughs> was an action reporter's book. Right. Something by like the, the team that does Atomic Robo you know, in that art style that follows the reporters at the Daily Planet. You know, and focuses on on the action reporter instead of action scientists, action reporters. And I'm watching the show and I'm like, this feels a lot like that, that we're going to focus. You know, yes, there will be Superman. But, you know, at least in the first two episodes, 
the focus has been on the characters with Superman secondary. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, the intern, you know, being an intern at the Daily Planet, and I'm liking that. There's a lot about the show that works for me. I mean, not all of it works for me. I, I don't love all of the art style, um, and I don't mind anime, but you know, some of it's just a little silly for me. But I, I like the concept of it, and I do like the character, you know, Lois and Clark characterization. And I, I'm gonna stick with it. I, you know, hopefully, like you said, Aaron, it does well, um, and you know, bring some new folks in. Yeah, I not really enjoyed it. Comic books. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I am on board for the show. Uh, the only thing I want them to fix is their version of Jimmy. I feel like the character needs more and to not yeah, be a stand-up character. Yeah, I think it'll probably once we get, Yeah, once we get a full episode, I'm sure at some point we'll get an episode focused solely on Jimmy. That'll do, just spend a little bit more time with this character. Do we know... How many episodes are coming? I I've not don't. I've not seen anything beyond these first two in yeah, terms of I've, what's coming. Nor have I. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe these yeah. first two episodes are a proof of concept or or what, but you know I hope there are more coming. It it seems kind of crazy to just do the two. Did I lose you guys? No, we are oh, here. Sorry. I, so I'll yeah, no, I'm, looking, uh, I'm, I'm actively yeah, Paul, were you researching as well as I was? <laughs> researching. <laughs> How many episodes um, have been announced? Because, yeah, I mean, to your point, I hope it's more than two. <laughs> Everything says two, but oh, they, it's definitely more than two. There's uh, episode three is titled My Interview with Superman. Mm. Yeah, I see six episodes. Six episodes are okay. in the hopper right now. I yep. can live with that. All right. Yeah, the right. next one is July 20th, it looks like. Then July 28th and August 3rd. Okay, so roughly every week we're going to get an episode. At least we have at least six, Aaron. It's your question. All right. Thank you. Yes. I uh, didn't realize it, 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 when I asked. A two-season order has been placed. Oh, well, good deal. Well, I didn't realize that when I asked the question that I was essentially doing a Hey Siri on both guys. You were. You were. We immediately <laughs> jumped on it. That's right. I yeah. appreciate that. That's what happens, Aaron. You want to know, we got you. That's right. Yep. We are at your beck and call. Wayne and Polly, oh. action reporters. <laughs> Hey, Wayne, <laughs> what did you think of this week's Adventures of Superman? John Kent. So I've had one big question throughout this storyline since he showed up in the uh, Injustice world is, can he make changes? Because they've said this is set between, you know, at a certain point in the series, which made me initially think that nothing he does is going to have any impact to that world. And so this issue, I'm, I'm still wondering that. I kind of get the impression that they might be willing to make changes to that world and folk basically focus on this story versus the story that's already happened. I'm hoping that's the case because I want to see next issue things happen that would not have happened in the original story. Yeah, I am it would really be a little in- silly if we went through all this emotional story just to have John Kent back in our content, you know, in his normal continuity and injustice basically proceeds literally as if nothing happened. Yeah. Because there are some incredible conversations. I love having John in this world because he is the Superman morals that that Mm -hmm. Superman doesn't have. So you have those conversations and you have people reacting to hearing him talk and you have, the impact on that version of Superman, even I want there to be something lasting in that world, that this is a, this to spin off from the other injustice worlds. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it, remind me. I think this is issue. I think there's only six issues of this series, right? I'm you not sure. <laughs> hey, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> the most well-researched podcast on the internet. Yes, that. exactly. So this is Adventures of Superman, not Adventures with Superman. Um, I I thought it was a six-issue series, and it feels like if it's a six-issue series, you know, there's only one left. And it, I mean, I guess there's not that much to wrap up, but it feels like, in my opinion, the story will be cut short if it ends with the next issue. Yeah. Uh, it feels I, like there's still a lot more meat on this bone. I really love the portrayal of John in this story. Um, I love, you know, I love that when people compare him to Superman, you know, that it's not, hey, you're so much like your dad. It's, hey, you're so much like your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you speak, I hear Lois, you know, and I love that. Um, and I, I really respond to, you know, he you know, Lois in her uh, message to him says, you know, uh, you know, I know how much, uh, you know, I, what's the uh, not Uberman? What is his name? Ultraman. Uh, Ultraman. Thank you. Uh, you know, I know how much Ultraman took from you. And even now you don't hate him. Right. Uh, you know, and she's like, it'd be so easy to do that. And so when Harley goes up to him to ask for forgiveness, he sparks with rage and he, but he doesn't say, you know, you know, screw you, you know, go, go, go die in a hole somewhere. He tells her do better every day, do better. And but he's stern and he's angry. And I just, I thought it was a great take on the character that even though he is just enraged by her, he's telling her, go out and make the world a better place. And, and yeah. I, I just I think that is so Superman and it's so Lois. And I love that about this character. He's, he's extremely well written. Yeah, I that was a loved, great scene. Yeah. I loved his interactions with Ma and Pa Kent. Yes, too. absolutely. That is such a heart rending conversation, because in this world, Lois had been pregnant when she was killed. And they don't you know, I like that he points out that uh He's not necessarily the child that would have been born in this world. Right. But their interaction and seeing what they could have potentially had. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me? You mentioned the Ultraman thing. You know, they advertise the book as this big Ultraman. You know, Ultraman is going across the multiverse, killing Superman. Yeah. And John Ken has to stop it. Showdown with Ultraman. <laughs> that was literally just the setup. You know, yeah. it's, it's it was like the first 15 minutes of the episode yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it was the cold uh, open. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It, I, I love how the, the series has, into, has turned into something completely different. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I am unaware of what's coming up for John Kent after Adventures of Superman issue six, but you know, hopefully there's a plan and hopefully Tom Taylor's involved. Well, I'd love to stay in this space a little longer. I'm I'm not ready for it to wrap up. It is the storytelling is so good here. Okay. Yeah, and I love some of the lines they give to him that uh it's like your son's been here like thirty minutes and he already realizes that you're the bad guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's good it's good stuff. I, I very I I it allows John to be his own superhero outside the shadow of, you know, our universe's Superman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I I do wonder how awkward it makes things when he goes home, you know, when he's seen the villain that his father can become. Mm-hmm. Right. How, 
doesn't that make it a little weird between you and your real dad? <laughs> you would think so. I guess yeah. we'll see. I, yeah, I'd be watching him out of the corner of my eye forever after that. You know? Yeah. Is is he gonna is he gonna get shorted his fries when he goes through the drive through and become evil Superman? <laughs> <laughs> they always fuck you in the drive through. You know. <laughs> well, and I even love his take on Superman when he's talking about him. The the whole. Uh, his world wasn't taken taken away. You know, he's in grief, but the world is still right. here. That's this is no excuse. He needs to be held accountable. It's a, it's a really it's just so well written. It's so well done. I love the artwork. I just love everything about this book. I uh, I'm 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 eager to see how it wraps up, but I don't want it to wrap up yet. <laughs> well, and you know, give me a little more. Give me a little more because then you know. It, otherwise, I'm not really buying any DC books over these next few months because. I did not care for the first issue of Night Terrors. Yeah, I think my uh, review of Night Terrors could be summed up with "Give me a little less." Uh, <laughs> whew, this the, I, this was brutal, Paul. I I, yeah. I I didn't like the look of this book. I didn't like the writing in this book. I didn't like what the characters were doing in this book. I didn't like anything about this book. I didn't either. And you know what the weird thing is? I don't mind the creative team. Joshua Williamson, you know, he's yeah okay. Uh huh. Um. He, he, you know, he, he writes some good stuff like Green Arrow. He writes some bad stuff like Dark Crisis. Um, Howard Porter, I normally like Howard Porter, but he was doing a different art style, kind of uh-huh. a, a horror, like, um, you know, inspired art style. Uh-huh. It does not work at all in this book. No, it doesn't. And but, you know, the style he was he was using would be great in, you know, a, a pulp horror comic book. But the problem is when you've got four color heroes uh, romping through your book, I just don't think you can over a long form story, you know, 22 plus pages really make that work. I think you yeah. can do it in a, in, a, in an eight page short uh, and it would be just fine. Mm-hmm. But so, the fact the fact that it, it ranges through the entirety of this book, I mean, I found it tedious. And my question for you guys, because I didn't read it. What is the story? Because the one the book I did read was the Joker one, and it doesn't give you what any of the story is. It just takes you directly into his world nightmare, whatever this is. I don't know how much of an answer I have for you, Wayne. <laughs> That's not a good I, sign. I was, I was waiting, Paul. I was like, well, maybe Paul gleaned something out of this that I didn't. <laughs> not really. It just you know it kind of flips back and forth between the heroes. Um, Dead man is 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 knows something is up. Um, and you know, he, he's, he's kind of seeking out help from, from the Trinity, but like, that's, that's as much, and there's a, a villain that apparently, so, you know, there's, there's a dream stone, which we know of already, but apparently there's also a nightmare stone. Right. Right. Um, and it is being pursued by a character whose name is insomnia. He's a new villain. Um, and I guess he's kind of causing the dc heroes to have killer nightmares that's that's it's a wildly stupid book i mean i I, it doesn't work and it it might work with better art but it kind of made me long for the days of justice league dark well and and i found myself just not wanting to read the pages i mean i really struggled to get through this book i was like god more more stuff to read in this book (laughs) it was just it was just awful i really really disliked this book a great deal and like yourself, Paul, I'm going to be sitting out the, the rest of the yeah. the DC crossover thing. So I think I'm going to save some money in the DC books for the next two so months. That's what I expected for the crossover. And I'm not on board for the crossover. However, 
I loved Night Terrors the Joker, and I will get the second issue of that to wrap it up. Hmm. I, you know, I was wondering if the pie-ins were going to be good, but I just, I'm not going to, you know, we talked a little bit about it. Like, hey, give it a shot, give it a shot, give it a shot. You know, you never know. It could be the next Convergence, could be the next Flashpoint. Yeah. It, this mm-hmm. this first issue did not do anything to sell me on it. Yeah. Yeah. So this Joker story basically starts off with Joker and Batman on a roof. Batman misses him, hits the ground, smacks his face, knocking himself out, and slides off the roof and dies. Yeah. So Joker immediately, as re- his entire life goal is done. There's no point in doing anything because there's no Batman to come stop him. And this Joker ends up like it's it follows him as he's half-heartedly doing things over the next few weeks with nobody coming to stop him. And he has no enjoyment about it until he stops laughing entirely and gets a job at Wayne Industries. As you do. Yeah, with his intention being... He's going to, you know, steal the money or steal the designs, but he ends up in the equivalent of an accounting office. And slowly, by doing not much at all, is getting promoted up until he's in in management and just utterly miserable. Kills his boss, ends up getting his boss's job. And the story is just, I really enjoyed it. It was a... A fun take on a Joker being tortured by the fact that there's no Batman. And he goes home at night to Batman's dead body hanging behind him in his wardrobe hmm. when a new Batman shows up in the uh, in the world. Not in his freezer, Aaron. Yeah, and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know that Batman was Bruce Wayne, so Bruce Wayne is still active in Wayne Industries. Hmm. It was yeah. a as a like weird Elseworlds crazy Joker story. I really enjoyed it, and the art was great on it too. Hmm. That yeah. doesn't make me want to buy all of the other tie-ins. That's the thing. There may be some fun one-off tales depending on the creative teams, but the the core concept or the core storyline that's driving it is not. I mean, di- I mean, this issue truly did not grab me. Um, so hey, I'm not going to be upset about taking a little break. Yeah, yeah and it feels like. Published. Like when they Sorry. did Dark Crisis, where each individual character was its entirely separate world, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like these tie-ins are going to be as well. So there's no connection between any of them, and just yeah. because you like one, there's no reason to buy any of the others. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna wait for it all to hit infinite, and then I'll I'll uh, just peruse them there. Yeah. So that's what that's what Aaron's gonna do. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, like we said, you know, Night Terrors will continue in the pages of DC. So there is Whether a Whether you title. like it or not, it's Whether truly you... a terror. It's a nightmare, Paul. <laughs> so there is a Night Terrors official book, um, you know, written by Joshua Williamson. I think the it looks like the the core art on the main title, maybe by Ivan Rice. No, he just does the cover art. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that because then I'd be like, ah, uh, yeah, that'd lure me in, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that would lure me in. Um, come in, yeah. come over here, Paul. We have delicious cheese. We have Ivan Rice. <laughs> yeah, so no, there's a, there are a ton of of um, crossover books to to uh, Night Terrors. There's also you know a new World's Finest book. So you know there's that World's Finest book that is written by Mark Wade. Um, there is a World's Finest Teen Titans book. Um, that they've been advertising in this week's books. I think the art is by em- Emiliana Lupacino. Um, Are you picking Bassani. that up? I might 
because it's going to be a slow week for me because <laughs> I'm not picking up any DC books. I might check out the first issue. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to at very least read the preview pages because I am intrigued by it, but I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be pretty DC light over these next few weeks because of Night Terrors. But so I might check out that I might check out some stuff I don't normally check out just because. Um, but you know, there are other books unrelated to Night Terrors that will continue to be published. Not next week, but obviously we'll still get the final issues of Dark Knights of Steel. We'll continue with Batman Brave and the Bold. You know, some stuff that's just not tied into that series will continue. Um, in addition to those from dc comics we also get from marvel comics fallen friend the death of miss marvel which is a one shot following up on what happened in amazing spider-man number 26 with the death of kamala khan um from idw we'll have the latest issue of star trek which we'll talk about on our sister podcast star trek with aaron and Polly. hey don't um, gender our podcast paul on our other podcast, Star Trek Theron and Polly. Um, you will also get from IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things. A, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things crossover book. Because um, you demanded it. Because you demanded it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they, if there was actually, ever a book I did not need to exist, <laughs> right? that is I, it. I will investigate the art. Um, and we also get the latest issues of Warlock Rebirth. Um, Lord of the Jungle, which I'm probably about four issues behind on. And Did you um, read uh, uh, Kong the Great War this week, Paul? I did not. How was that? You, it was good. It was good. It, it's still kind of living in the same space that the first issue did. Um, I'm ready for it to move a little bit further along. But it's yeah. it, it, it's, there is certainly a strong horror component to the book, hmm. which I'm enjoying. Well, and speaking of horror components, Marvel is doing a what if dark, and I don't know what that dark is, um, but they're they're, you know, they're doing a new series of what if books, um, and the one coming out this coming week is Loki. So um, I don't know mm-hmm. it's uh, but it's written and drawn by Walt Simonson. Oh, suddenly very so, interested. Yeah, yeah, I mean I. Every time a new what if comes out, I'm super interested and I forget how horrible the last what ifs were (laughs) and the fact that what if hasn't been good in years in 30 years. Yeah. yeah, And I still buy them every time despite Walt Simonson. Boy, that's I mean, that's that's enough just for the art. I mean, even if the story blows, the the artwork will will be worthwhile. I mean, it's a give it. I'll get it because I buy all the what ifs, even though they have been terrible. Yeah. With the last one I remember was the whole series of uh, where they took uh, Miles and mm-hmm. they made him different heroes. Oh, uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that I was terrible. Read it. I just heard you talk about how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else coming out, Paul, that we're interested in? That is it. What a deal. Well, hey, we want to know what you thought about this week's books, what you thought about my adventures with Superman. Give us a shout at funnybooks at iomgeek.com. And if we use your comments on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, iomgeek on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and threads. What a deal. It's crazy out there. (laughs) The social media wars continue. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well we will uh check y'all out next week with a uh a a curious absence of dc books to talk about yeah (laughs) podcast theme music graciously provided by mark andrew pope for more information visit markandrewpope.com funny books with aaron and polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com 
no Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.